Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Old dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is what type of real estate investing is for you? Now, uh, before we get started, though, I want to touch base with you and hope that everybody is doing well out there. A lot of, lot of stuff going on, I'll tell you, <laughs> in the world, in this U.S. economy, um, in real estate investing. We're continuing with our 10 Steps to Real Estate Investing Success series. And the reason I'm doing this is I really want to try to provide you with as much information as you can, and I know we're limited here, to help you to make the right decisions. First off, you know, should you even get involved in real estate investing? And that was the the show last week, is real estate investing for you. Now, today we're going to be talking about the various types of real estate investing, and there are a lot of different types of real estate investing or real estate strategies. And um, in this process, you know, the idea is to see, hey, is there something there that fits me and and what my needs are? And there's, you know, we're, we're we're the old dog community here, and uh, we are uh, either approaching retirement or in retirement. And, and so our focus is, is, you know, how can it benefit us in our retirement? And of course, that's going to be a skew here. But there may be young, young dogs here listening that are uh, also interested in real estate investing and trying to figure out which one. Now, I kind of took sort of a, a backwards approach here. I just kind of jumped in and I started buying home study courses on wholesaling and flipping and uh, you name it and all kinds of things. It just sounded really, really good, but I, I really was, I was just kind of all over the board. And so in this uh, show today, I'm hoping that we can kind of help you to narrow down a little bit more. Now, the, the thing is you can invest in real estate within the next hour if you wanted to. There are strategies out there that allow you to go onto a portal and for $10, you can invest in a residential or commercial property. Yeah, I'm referring to crowdfunding. There are all kinds of strategies though that you can do. There are strategies where you can start with absolutely no money and be able to grow your real estate portfolio. There are just, it's all over the board. So it's a big topic. I'm going to try and dig into it as, as quick as I can and uh, try to touch all the points here. But um, I'm hoping it's going to be of value to you. You may already be an investor. Maybe there's strategies you haven't considered that might come up here too in today's show. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. What I'd like to do here, I think, you know, real estate itself is 
is especially success in real estate is really dependent on due diligence and the numbers. It's all, it's a numbers game. There's a lot of numbers that uh, you, you just need to go over. So if, if that's a, something that's going to be a little drawback for you, yeah, you got to keep that in mind. You don't have to be a math whiz. You don't have to be an engineer, but you do have to be able to play with the numbers and understand the numbers enough to make good decisions. So Successful real estate investors, you know, they they know how to do their research. And the better your due diligence, your research there, the better your chances of success. But if you're still considering real estate investing as a viable means to generate cash flow and to build a legacy uh, that will carry you through your retirement, um, you need to do your homework. And that's you know part of what this show is about. We're going to hopefully give you the the tools to be able to dig deeper. Um, And I'm going to be really frank here. Real estate investing is not for everyone. A lot of people think all you have to do is buy a few rental properties and you're off to the races. Well, nothing could be further from the truth, you know, and and I'm going to try and share my firsthand experiences as I can uh, in the time we have here. But, you know, basically I started out just you know, researching, researching, like I said, collecting all this other data, um, different types of strategies, and I decided to take the turnkey route. And I was, and I was in Haiti when this happened, and I literally hopped on a plane. I flew to uh, Georgia, I flew to Memphis, came back to Haiti with three properties, uh, two single-family homes and a duplex, and and that's that's how I got started. But I learned a lot, uh, you know, in in doing that and kind of being a little bit impulsive there. But nonetheless, you know, I'd done my research. I found good markets. And so, you know, some of the things I did were right. Um, But there's a lot that I didn't know. And some things I wish I, you know, had known before I got started, I would have done things differently. But, you know, it's not Again, it's 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 a process. You're going to learn. You're going to learn. You're going to make mistakes. That's just part of it. But if you can do your due diligence in advance, you can avoid some of the mistakes that I made, for example. But um, let's take a look at here. You know, real estate, of course, is not just rental properties. That's what I did. Um, it's not what you have to do. And so I'm going to try to cover the gambit here as best I can. The show notes are going to be more extensive than what I'm going to cover here because there's just too much to cover. And I'm not even going to touch every strategy out there, but I am going to try to give you a good overview. Now, the the show notes will have pros and cons in each of these areas. It'll also have links to um, shows that we've had or articles that we've run in our blog that will give you more data to get going. And so uh, hopefully there'll be enough here for you to digest. But uh, let's start with the first, one of the most popular is fix and flip. And uh, this is a strategy where basically you're buying undervalued properties, you fix them up, you sell them for profit. Um, And generally, you know, you can do this within a, anywhere from a three to six month period if you're, you know, you're organized and you've got it together. And um, it's, you know, it's got all kinds of pros and all kinds of cons. So, um, but fix and flip is one I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, there's different variations to that. There's a live-in flip, um, which offers tax benefits. In other words, if you if you buy a house that um, that's livable, but you want to upgrade it, it just needs to be brought up to you know current times. Um, you can do that, and if you stay there for you know, let's say two of the the last five years, you'll avoid uh, capital gains when you sell it. So um, that you know, there's little strategies like that that you can do. Um, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in um, 
capital gains that you can write off as a, you know, a single person, 500 as a married couple. So there's some good stuff with a live-in flip. Um, then there's wholesaling. We've talked about wholesaling quite a bit here. And, and that's basically, you're a middleman. You don't really actually own property. You find people that uh, usually distress situation where they want to get rid of their property and you find somebody who wants to buy that property and you get paid you know, sort of the middleman there. You negotiate a price with the seller. Um, you have usually a list of, of buyers. You go to the buyer. You say, hey, um, you know, I'm selling it for this. And you make a little profit there from what the, the seller wants and from what the buyer uh, actually pays. So a wholesaling is a, is a great way to get started if you don't have any money because you don't really need money to get started. Um, let me go ahead. The th- uh, short-term rental property buy and hold. So now we're kind of moving into the the rental properties like like I was involved with, okay, or, or am involved with. Um, a short-term buy and hold means purchasing a, prop- a property, typically an undervalued property, you know, fixing it up and renting it out. Your goal is to make a significant profit within two to five years. So it's not a long-term hold. You just, you get in there, you can do some upgrades, you'll make some rental income uh, in the interim as, you know, equity hopefully will grow with it. And uh, so, you you know, you're, you're making money at both ends there, both uh, when you sell it and uh and from the cash flow from the rental, um, then it's a long-term rental, and that's that's most of what I was involved with or have been involved with. It's a long-term buy and hold strategies, um, meaning buying a property, renting it out, and keeping it for a number of years, usually more than five. Um, with this strategy, you don't have to worry about investing in higher rent districts or areas with rapid appreciation. It can be the slow and steady. You're just getting a good solid cash flow each month, and and that worked for me that's what i was looking for um there's also a turnkey properties i mentioned that's how i started um i didn't i was living in haiti so i didn't really have time to go over to the property and uh if something broke or something whatever happened i couldn't do that so uh, i bought properties that already had tenants that had property management and uh, it was a lot less uh, hassle for me but i reduced at my my cash flow and my ROI because of that, um, because somebody else had fixed up the property, somebody else um, was managing the property, so I had to pay money that reduced my my cash flow. But some people like turnkey properties. House hacking, uh, it's, it's more of a strategy where uh, maybe you do have limited funds. You can uh, buy a duplex, maybe through a fourplex, or, and you'll live in one of the units you rent out the other ones, they pay your rent. So you, I mean, pay your mortgage, so you don't have to pay anything. Um, you can work on it while you're living in it. You can do other things. Um, you can, if again, if you maybe don't have all the credit, you might qualify for an FHA type loan. And uh, you, all you have to do is live there a year. And after a year, you can move out. Somebody else can take your unit and boom, you've got your first rental property. And you can keep doing that strategy over and over again. Then there's the live-in, then rent. If you don't have the capital to buy another property right now, you can use your residence as a rental in a few years. While you live in your home, you can fix it up, get it ready for renters. Then once you build up appreciation, you can refinance the property, taking out some of the equity and use it to buy your next pr- 
primary residence and use this one as a rental. So um, that's a you know that's a, a viable strategy. The Burr strategy that which stands for buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. Real popular uh, a way to be able to get properties. Try to get them under under market value. You buy them, you renovate them, you rent them out um, as they generate you know additional uh, income and they are you know increase in equity you can refinance and then you just repeat the process take the money out um, put it into another one hold on to that one keep renting it out and so forth so um, that's that's another approach um, then there's really short-term rentals like airbnb and vrbo where you can even just rent out a room in your house or, or, or maybe you have a guest house or a room you know, above the garage or something like that that you can rent out while you're even living there. Um, many people have done this. They'll live in one room and they rent out all the other rooms as Airbnbs and, and they generate income. Now, you know, that's not for the, <laughs> the faint at heart because you've got all kinds of people you don't even know coming into your house on a regular basis, but hey, it generates money. Or you can buy rental um you know you can buy a property and and convert it into an airbnb furnish it put you know tv and all that stuff wi-fi in there um or you could go to even an apartment for, for example an apartment building that's having trouble finding renters and you can tell them hey i'll bring people in i'll pay the rent that you want but i'll do it as a short-term rental and that's called a Airbnb arbitrage. So you can get creative along those lines. And there's the, also trading up, which is also a strategy. Um, the IRS makes trading up easy with 1031 exchanges. With this rule, you'll sell an investment property and use the proceeds to invest in another like property, but a higher value property. And you keep doing this process. Now, the 1031 protects you from capital gains. While you're doing this, you can keep upgrading, upgrading, upgrading until so you, you, know, you, you could start with a single family home and move into apartments eventually by just upgrading and using those, those funds and not have to worry about capital gains. Um, then there's lease options. Um, lease options, basically you, you um, buy a home, you fix it up um, or not. Some people just buy a home and boom, they just uh, make it available. You put it on the market as a lease to own or rent to own property. So people that may not qualify for a mortgage loan can get a home. And some people, that's why they don't fix it up because they'll say, okay, this is it. This is your house. If you can meet the requirements and they usually have to put a down payment into it and be able to maintain the house for a certain period of time. And then uh, a lot of times the the person that's selling it um, will maybe help them to get a mortgage and help them to qualify for a mortgage. And then they buy it from you and boom, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a real, um, it's a real creative way to generate uh, funds in a number of different areas. And you don't have to worry so much about uh, the tenant because it's like their home. So they're fixing everything themselves. They're maintaining it themselves. So you want to, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a gamble. You want to make sure you get the right person in there to do it. But uh, some people have tons of uh, lease options and make those available. Um, let's keep moving here. Okay. Um, so then, okay. So that's, that's just sort of a handful of more common strategies you're familiar with. Um, other ways to make money in real estate is uh, hard money, private money lending. So you have funds, you are the bank basically. And so uh, maybe somebody wants to 
do a flip, but they don't have the money to do it. You lend it at a higher rate than, than they'd normally be able to get out there. And, uh, but it's a short term deal. So they, you know, they'll take a flip and maybe six months later, they pay off the loan. They give you, you know, everything in full, but in the meantime, you've chalked up some nice interest and boom, you know, you're, you're a private money lender and, uh, you can do what the banks do. Um, there's also REITs and, uh, we've talked about these a fair amount on the podcast, real estate investment trusts, and it's a way to invest in real estate, kind of like you invest in stocks. Um, and you know, there are pluses and minuses to it, but you can, um, it's somewhat liquid in some cases you you're tied into a time frame but most most often if you needed to get out you could get out but uh, again we're looking at real estate as okay this is a good investment real estate is a tangible asset you're not buying stocks where a company could just disappear um, and your stock be worth absolutely nothing no this land this building will always be worth something and that's that's what makes it so appealing not only that but real estate is hot it, it People love the returns. They're higher returns in the stock markets in many in many cases, and and other types of investments. So you want to, you know, get involved. So this is another way to do it is with REITs um, and crowdfunding. I mentioned that at the open opening of the hour here that crowdfunding. Uh, there are a whole bunch of portals out there where you can invest in people's deals and uh, get a nice return without having to put a lot of money in. As I mentioned, uh, you know, one of our one of our guests was Ground Floor and uh, groundfloor.com. You can get in there for $10 and invest. You could, you know, or for a thousand, you could buy, invest in a whole bunch of different deals. And they, they give you the idea of what the risk is and they assess it and they, they tell you a lot of information so you can make a good decision. Some of them with higher interest rates, are, of course, are going to be maybe a higher risk, but you can decide and, and pick and choose um, which investments you want to go with crowdfunding. Um, people, some invest in trust deeds. Um, there, there may be a, a trust deed that, uh, that let's say a person couldn't afford to pay and the banks now have them and they're selling them and you can take over that trust deed and work with the person that took out that loan and, you know, collect from that. And if they don't pay, then you can take over the property. So it's a, you know, a lot of people do this to, uh, I mean, just that's the only kind of investing they do in real estate and uh, just doing trust deeds. Uh, liens are another one, tax liens, where there's a, a, I mean, a tax lien against somebody or some other type of lien. And it's a kind of an inexpensive way to obtain, you know, high equity property. Um, there's low maintenance and, and boom, you know, if, if the, Again, if, if the person doesn't uh, pay the lien, you get the property. So it's a way to get a property relatively inexpensively. And then there is self-storage, another uh, one that we've talked about too, um, where you're investing and in, you don't have to worry so much about tenants, although there are people that are renting your space to put their stuff. It's um, a, you know a, a lower maintenance. You don't have plumbing and all the things you have to deal with with a rental unit and so forth so um and and we again i've got the pros and cons and links to all of these things i'm mentioning here um then there's um you know the uh, real estate syndication and we've talked about that a fair amount too this is gives you an opportunity to be part owner of a, an apartment building or it could be a, an office building or 
any number of real estate investments. And you can get in for sometimes, you know, as low as $25,000 or, and, and you get these good returns uh, on your, on your funds. It's backed up by real estate. You also get the tax advantages, but you don't have to manage anything. You know, there, it already has managers that, and again, you know, you want to make sure you're, you're investing with the right people and you have to do your due diligence, as I mentioned earlier, but it's a great way to get a great return by, you know, real estate backed investments. Um, and we'll have a, a lot of information on that as well in there. Um, and then there's other types of commercial real estate that you can get involved with. Um, triple net leasing, uh, you know, that is basically sort of like your CVS building. Could be any kind of place, you know, retail establishment where the, they are, you buy the building, you own the land, but you lease it out on a triple net basis, which, um, you know, you, you get income from it. They usually, sometimes they'll, they do all the repairs and, and you don't really have, it's a real hands off type of an investment where you don't have to manage it as close as you do where you have, um, apartment buildings, for example. Uh, there's also warehouses, um, which is in huge demand right now. Any kind of industrial is in huge demand because people are buying things online and a lot of these companies need places to store their stuff like Amazon and so forth. Uh, office buildings, uh, malls, hotels, those are all commercial real estate investments that you can get involved with. You could either buy your own or you could invest in somebody else's. Um, there's a raw land, and we've talked about this a, a fair amount too, where there's people that just learn and how to master land flipping. They buy land really cheap at auctions or, or uh, through you know, direct mail campaigns where they find people that you know bought a land with the idea of building a house or a, a vacation cabin on it, but it never happened. And they're just kind of, they're paying property taxes on it. They're tired of it. And they get your little letter in the mail says, Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm buying land. Uh, do you want to sell? And, and, People get some good deals and they're able to flip them pretty quickly if they know how to. That is a kind of an overview of the the types of investments that are available for real estate investors. You can be a real estate investor, like I said, for $10 or you could uh, put in millions and, and buy some high-end uh, property that will, will grow in value and equity and um, it'll allow you to even you know create that legacy that you want to hand down to somebody it just depends on your goals and your and your vision and uh what you know what what's your purpose for investing in real estate is it just hey i want to make a little money on the side uh, i've got a retirement nest egg i want it to grow all those factors are things that would go into you know consideration here but eventually if you decide yeah i want to be a real estate investor you're going to have to pick one of those strategies maybe it's a combination but i would recommend picking one doing well at that and then you can start to move into something different but master that one particular area whether it is a you know, rental property or whether it is you know mobile home parks or whatever it may be uh, it the idea is to get It'd be you know to do that well and grow that and have take those profits and put it into um, you know an expansion of what you already have or maybe into some other areas and you could even diversify within real estate. So um, that is the show for today. I hope that helps you guys out. If you have any questions, you know, please you know 
don't hesitate to, to write me. Maybe there's something uh, you might want to find out more about some of these areas, and I'll try to help you as best I can. So that's it. Uh, please note everything I talked about here will be presented in our extensive show notes uh, at the Old Dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look for the episode entitled, What Type of Real Estate Investing is for You? Well, that's the show for today. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.